Want to give a quick intro about yourself, uh, small cap scientist? Sure. Just so everybody, yeah, just yeah. everybody knows. Happy to. So, um, hey everybody, I'm a small cap scientist. Uh, been in crypto for a while. Um, been on and off, honestly, since about like 2014. Um, really, just kind of watched from the side for most of it. Um, did invest on and off, but. Um, really heavily started this year, degening into DeFi from earlier in the year and um, started to build Twitter following from some of the early projects that I got in on and um, back in the Klondike days, if there's any Klondike OGs on. Um, but from there, uh, mainly do a lot of uh, gen farming, um, a lot of pro- project research and kind of build a thesis around um, some of the macro things that are going on in really the market. Um, so I end up putting out a lot of threads and different research uh, kind of pieces on Twitter. So it's kind of what I'm known for. And um, I can dive into some of that um, as, as we kind of go through the call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd be a uh, great here and there. Um, yeah. Uh, so we usually start off with like these these topics, and then we can kind of go wherever from there. But uh, I kind of curated the topics today. We kind of are going to go over ohm forks because I'm sure you and Viper uh, <laughs> are have quite a bit of ohm forks to cover. Um, I, I know it's been a narrative that we've been talking about a little bit here, but it's still producing a pretty good return. I'm I'm real sure. Um, and then shit chains was was a is a term viper coin last night that I thought was pretty great. Uh, so like Kronos, um, uh, I'm pretty sure Viper has some alpha there. Um, and then like some other chains like Harmony uh, and some other chains that we want to talk about. And then I have some alpha, not alpha, but some updates and like L2s and stuff like that. Uh, metaverse is also another bigger topic. Um, I don't have too much alpha around, but um, yeah, we could pot- potentially talk about. And then NFTs as well. Um, again, I don't have too much alpha around. But uh, yeah. So anywhere, anywhere you want to start around those, would uh, we can. But uh, I'm sure you, you and Viper probably want to get around to like <laughs> the the ohm forks and shit ohm forks and shit chains if i i bet we can start we can start with shit chains that yeah let's start there like we'll we'll fill in with the ohm forks as we go through the shit chains yeah um i would say like starting off with chronos i mean uh i think um small cap scientists and i can agree that it was kind of obvious that chronos was gonna be the the move um especially with crypto.com being the backing um I've been holding a big bag of crow regardless for a while just because I have their card, which is great. But um, I, I really, really, really like Kronos for one reason, um, besides the fact that all the coins are doing well, um, is it's, it's kind of strange. This is the first time I've been um, early on in a new chain where I don't see a bunch of rugs like don't get me wrong, there are there are a few rugs on Kronos, but unlike other chains, a lot of the projects, um, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, put in words, but like 
you don't see a lot of rods on Kronos, which is nice to see. And a lot of the projects that do launch, they end up doing well. They pump really hard. So, you know, especially with the crypto.com you know, stadium news or whatever, that really pumped Crow. Um, VVS kind of helped Crow as well. Um, so, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty impressed. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would just say a lot of that's probably because there isn't a great bridge to use to get on Kronos yet. Most people who are doing it are going through crypto.com. And if you do that, then you're most likely know your customer. So like, there's not a very easy way for someone to just be pulling the rug out from a ton of projects, um, at least that I know of yet. So I think it's fairly safe for the time being. And I also uh, think you've seen some reputable projects start to pop up. Like Beefy's already making their way over from Polygon. Um, I've heard Abdomen is launching here in like the next week or so. Um, Crystal Finance is one that I'm pretty excited for. I don't, I don't know about you, Viper, but that was one of my best farms from Polygon. Um, and they oh, only have yeah. vaults. <laughs> they only have vaults right now, but that was a VVS style farm of, I think everybody just printed that team is super impressive like i think when we we were all excited that it hit like ten dollars or something on launch and i mean emissions are still fairly high and i checked like um when i was looking into the chronos farm and it's still like 50 cents or something like that and it's been what i don't know four or five months so like even emissions haven't even killed like the actual price that much so that team is uh very very uh i would say very talented, um, great partnerships and stuff like that. So I actually staked some of my VVS vault um, or VVS uh, LP in their vault, hoping for an airdrop uh, because I'd love to do a round two of Crystal. So yeah, that was something huge. I, I, I was also in the uh, Polygon launch for Crystal. And so um, I was really early in VVS. I, I luckily was able to enjoy things like, you know, 70% daily return. But as soon as Crystal came, I was like, okay, I need to buy an even bigger bag. And so um, we saw the yields kind of be held up by Crystal because the VVS uh, APYs would go down pretty fast because I didn't know this, but based on the analytics, over $500 million was uh, being held in the you know VVS ecosystem, whether it's you know, providing LP, um, staking, whatever. And so I didn't even think the entire chain had that much money that early. Um, because I remember in Arbitrum, they didn't have 500 million until like maybe a week after or something, to my knowledge at least. But it was really impressive. But yeah, I this is my opinion, but I think as soon as bridges are open, Kronos is going to giga send. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it's really, really cancer how to get money onto Kronos. I think the current bridging strategy, which is essentially buying through a KYC crypto.com sending, you know, through the Kronos network or sending it to a XDFi wallet to Kronos. It's so cancer that some people don't want to go through all that. Um, so I think as soon as they establish bridges, which I need to fact check this, but I did hear 
Elk Finance did have a bridge already. Um, so right. I have seen Elk on on chain, but I haven't I haven't like used that bridge. Um, I've used it a lot for Avax. I don't know if their Kronos one's actually a thing. I just heard that, so I don't want to give. But I've heard I've heard. Uh, Mim's been working on something as well. I, I don't know how far along that is, but that was kind of one of the first reasons I was like, hey, I need to get on Kronos now. Um, I knew a couple of the devs that were building over there, which is like sign number one. And then sign number two was I heard that they were working on an AVAX bridge to Kronos. And I mean, I would say of all the chains that have just absolutely crushed it um, from an L1 perspective, AVAX is near the top of that list up there with Soul. So, I, I mean, if you can front run all the money that's coming from AVAX as some of those partnerships are formed and, like, all of the just uh, capital that has been built up on AVAX, um, if you can front run that at Kronos, like, I, I would highly recommend, like, making the bridge to, to get over there, get a feel for some of the projects and um, start playing around. There's so much money on AVAX, and they've absolutely killed Stupid. it. Stupid. Yeah. I think... Out of all the chains I've been exposed to, I did not enjoy as much of the pump from AVAX than others because I, I wasn't as exposed to the chain. Um, I I did get some TJO um, profits. I got some AVAX profits unintentionally because I forgot I had it in my wallet. Um, but like out of all the ecosystems to be in, and actually it's funny because normally, <clears throat> you know, you – You'll try to find the leading decks, leading launch pad, um, leading farm token, whatever, and then those will all pump them, the ecosystem. It's funny because AVAX, the coin itself, has outperformed all other ecosystem coins. So really, the you know, the, the GigaChad kind of move was just to hold AVAX. Yeah, certainly on this last leg, definitely. Um, yeah, so like... Uh, so what separates like uh, Kronos from doing like a K uh, KCC, for oh, example? Oh God! I mean, like, and and, like, and before I answer that, I will just quickly confirm. Um, I do see Kronos on Elk Finance, so I guess there is a bridge. But what separates it, honestly, I want to say the community, but also, I mean, they're all EVM compatible, right? There's like in the East Forks, but KCC, when that dropped, I mean, the amount of rugs is unheard of. Like, I was in BSC since day one, and everyone knows BSC is, like, the land of shitcoin and rugs, but holy crap, KCC was on another level. Um, I, I'm just going to say the community, but I, I'm curious to see what small cap uh, scientist thinks. I mean, I think the the that crypto.com's done it the right way. Like when you look at like uh, KCC, I mean, the, some of the people behind it, I don't think were super impressive. I kind of almost look at crypto.com as like, when you look at like the U S landscape for crypto, they're one of the top really brands. Like they're up there, like buying naming rights to um, Staples center. Like I, that's massive. That's like FTX level of uh, like really just branding. Um, and when you look at like uh, some of the people who are in the space and backing them, like, I mean, like the VVS, one of the top reasons I really aped into that was finding out that the ex CTO of 
um, crypto.com was actually like advising the project. So when you find like the brain power that's behind it, like these people know what they're doing. You're seeing a lot of the big VCs that are popping into these projects, like stuff that you didn't see at KCC. And I think that there's uh, been a lot of work that's gone into um, Kronos as well. Like, I don't think this was a, Hey, we're going to throw a chain together. Like this is something that's been in the work for, what I would guess is years. Um, and I mean, CRO has been around for a long time, like it's really as long as I can remember. Um, but I, I think it's, it's been a long time in the making and uh, I think it has um, way more um, legit backers and a lot more money behind it. That would be my response. And you have to be careful too, with some of the projects I'm drawing a blank on, I can find the name of it, of what exact, uh, what exactly the DEX was called, but I was going through lists of all of the like decentralized exchanges there, trying to figure out which one I wanted to bet, like which one I wanted to make early bets on. Ended up with VVS, but before I did that, like was going through um, a big Google Doc that somebody sent out of all the projects that were launching there. Um, but with that, there was a one project that like ninety five percent of the total supply was already allocated, and five percent was for like LPs in the public. So like you are seeing some of that where there are probably some pretty nasty VCs and like uh, there's probably some projects that won't be so friendly, um, whether that's uh, like a rug. It, it's not always really a rug, but you can have VCs and stuff like that dump on you. So you have to be pretty careful. Um, but I, I would say like even those projects had were backed like by Bitcoin.com and some pretty large backers. So I think you're seeing all the right things of the experienced people working on the chain. I was I was shocked when I, I heard the rumors that VVS was going to be listed, but I didn't think it happened that fast. So I, as soon as it got listed, people sold on the news, and I was sleeping. <laughs> Everything happens when I sleep. So when I woke up, I was like, damn. You're not but, supposed to uh, sleep. It's the bull run. I know, <laughs> man. I know. <clears throat> well, it was crazy because it was, it was definitely past .0004. And uh, and then when I woke up, it was like point oh 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 two two, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good. It's just eating up some of my impermanent loss that I suffered, so it's okay." But uh, you know, after I sold, yeah. then I just went to stables and farm stables there, which is decent return. But everyone's farming the same stables, so it's killing my yield. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I mean, I think the last thing I would say is like what really turned me on to Kronos was like I, I mentioned, but I know some, some devs in the space and all of them have been super impressed and started building on it pretty early. Um, so, I mean, that was a pretty much a green flag of if the devs like it and like building on it, then, you know, you're going to end up getting some good talent coming over to that chain. So, um, I mean, that one is actually, if you want to touch on um, some of the own forks like Chrome Dow is actually one of the devs that I'm pretty familiar with and have known for a while from some of the alpha chats and like um, telegram conversations, but uh, very legit guy, like super looking forward to that one. I think like 40, maybe 4,000 um, people have already followed on Twitter. And I think it's supposed to launch later this week. Um, so pretty excited about that one. I think uh, there should be a nice pump being really the first one on the chain. Um, but I also think things like that, um, 
will also bring a ton of capital onto CRO as a whole. So even if you aren't playing that, um, if there is like good couple first farms, like VVS was probably the first one, but as more of those start to launch, that brings in a ton of capital v- or CRO itself ends up pumping. Um, and that really sends a lot of the pairs with it. So it's a good way to get gained. So I'm, I'm watching Chrome pretty closely. And um, also another meme that uh, some of the devs I know that are behind are um, also behind Chronic Shiba, which is pretty small for the time being. I think there's only like, I don't know, 200 people following it on Twitter, but I've been, I've been watching that one from, from afar for the time being, but I'll probably invest in both of those here over the course of the next week or so. So ones to make sure that you're like keeping tabs on as you go. I agree with those. Um, don't sleep on meme coins. Okay. I mean, chronic Shiba is a good example. A lot of these meme tokens, although you don't believe in them fundamentally, or you're not going to hold them long term, they do really well. I mean, a lot of them are 20x, 50x. Now, I will say the RPCs on Kronos are absolute trash. Um, things don't load. Yeah, it's so are. hard to ape. You, you can't get your own. I mean, you probably could, but I just haven't figured out how to do it. Get your own private node because I have my own private node on all networks right now, but Kronos. And so. You know, I'm sitting there trying to buy something on a swap, and the UI won't even load. I maybe have to try the. That's another thing. Can't really, you know, buy via the router um, by buying directly on the contracts because their explorer is trash. So <laughs> there's a lot of upside because all this is going to be fixed and it's in the making. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't sleep on meme coins. In my opinion, do your own research, not financial advice, but. They're, they do really well. Um, I will say that it's kind of cool in a way that these meme coins, the creators, the devs, the team of other meme coins go into the new, uh, you know, new meme coin telegram and support each other. It's another thing that's very weird and you won't see. Um, I'm telling you, it's really the community on Kronos, which is awesome. Um, but besides that, I have been talking about Adamant Finance. Huge fan of them. It's kind of like a crystal, um, except I really like their strategy. So I don't know if I will be participating in their pre-sale because the lockup is really, really insane. Um, but it had the same lockup on Polygon. However... We're in a different time of the market. So if you participate in the pre-sale, half of your tokens will be locked for 90 days, which you will receive no staking benefits. And then other half will be locked for 180 days, which will be receiving staking benefits. Yeah. Oops, sorry. I, I don't think I'll touch that. But I mean, when I played it on Polygon, I bought in knowing when the vesting period ended and I sold maybe, I want to say probably a month beforehand for the most part, I locked some of my stack up for like whatever the max term was. I think it's like four years, but it wasn't a very big amount. Uh Uh, Mainly just like, it was kind of a flyer of I'll forget about this and hopefully like adamant keeps crushing it. But uh, for the most part, like if you know that there's going to be lockups like that, like play it, but 
like you know that there's going to be a ton, huge unlocking of capital, put it on a calendar somewhere. So, you know, hey, before this date, I need to uh, make sure I'm unloading at least a portion of my position. So I'm not going to get wrecked. But um, I, I probably won't do the actual token launch on that one if that's the lockup. Yeah, well, I, in that case, I'm not touching the pre-sale because, as you guys know, one day in crypto is a month. It's like 180 days. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know what the market will look like. Um, but I will be buying once it's listed because I really, really like their staking strategy where, I mean, the Ponzinomics are insane. Um, it's basically like, okay, I, I don't remember if they had a single asset staking vault. Um, maybe they did. I, actually, I think they did, but they did. it was something weird. Like if you stake, let's say whether it's LP or a single asset, you accumulate um, Addy rewards, but then if you don't claim those Addy, re- so if you don't claim the Addy rewards, they're vested upon like 14 days, and then those are also gaining you more staking rewards in in uh, in Matic. But if you did claim them, you have to pay a 50% early claim penalty, and you could claim immediately. Like yeah. the gamification of Ponzinomics is insane. I, I really like it. I, I, I mean, it did really well. Um, I haven't checked the price in a while, but I mean, I think it's it like works. Seven dollars or something like that. Last time I checked, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I it's down a lot from where it was. But also, I mean, I've been. I, I think early on, I was earning like fifteen hundred percent, like APR, not even APY, APR. So like, and it was I constant mean, too. Yeah, and that's not like I was offloading the Matic rewards and like just like compounding the adamant until like I knew I had to sell because the vesting period ends. And I mean, I did extremely well with that. I actually think uh, Amita caught on and he was doing it, and that's one of the reasons they had to change their model on Polygon. Um, started crushing kind of the price and suppressing it, but looks like it's four thirty three right now on Polygon. So it's down a decent amount, but. I mean, you're also have printed rewards for how long? Yeah, exactly. Well, and also, I, so I, I'm in connection with the team. Well, I'm not connected to them, but I'm in like talks with the team. And I remember asking them, hey, I, I, I see that you mentioned you're launching an Arbitrum. Is there a token? Can I buy? Can I, you know, and they're like, oh, we're not planning on launching our, a, a new token. And then I just realized really late that they did have a token, Arby, and um, they were given, they did free airdrops to people who I think staked Addy on Polygon. So I'm wondering what they're going to do for Kronos, for Caddy. Um, so we'll see, but um, yeah. if that's the same case, I'm going to buy some Addy on Polygon. So Adamant's just like a, a yield aggregator that like pays additional rewards on top of it with their own token right yep okay yeah. so like they've, they've deployed on other networks yeah uh, polygon before, arbitrum than... um and okay. now Kronos, have they done well on arbitrum i don't that's what that's what i don't know because i just found out pretty late um i haven't really touched arbitrum that much to be honest i mean i i'm a big global <laughs> fan and <laughs> I mean, we'll probably get into that here in a minute, but like, I, it just hasn't been a network. I mean, I, I've bridged funds over 
And there was another one where I kind of looked through the projects and I was just like, oh, like, yeah, don't, me, I don't like, want to be in this. Viper found the the Nyan Finance like the day or two after it came out and uh, we got in at like 4 million TVL <laughs> and then like dumped at like 1.2 or like 1.4 billion TVL. Oh, it was less than 4 mil TVL. I didn't, I think it was like 100K. It was um, so... I don't think it was that small. Sure? If it was, then do we would be rich by now? <laughs> Probably. I don't remember what it was, but no, dude. Neon was such a great Ponzi. Um, I wish there were more of those. Well, hopefully there will be. Yeah, I, I'm kind of skeptical about like adamant. Not not particularly like adamant, but like these new protocols like coming over to a new chain. Like we kind of haven't seen like a lot of these uh, protocols like repli- replicate their success on like their original chain, uh, their native chain. Yeah. Um, like there's usually like a a native and like we might we probably we might uh, see this with like Caddy because there is like a separate token. Um, like there kind of needs to be like a return on investment for people to like really throw liquidity at it. So, like, I think we always see, like, these native DEXs and, like, these native yield op- optimizers and native whatever. Like, we see those outperform the one, like, the DEXs that try to be cross-chain, like Sushi, for example, uh, because they have a better return on investment. So, um, I'm not really skeptical about Caddy, but, like, I am skeptical about these other projects that do come over to other chains and and... Uh, try to replicate their success so we'll have to see what they do um, and see how well they do but yeah I, I'd be pretty interested in aping in that I would I would think yeah I, I mean I completely agree with your point it's normally new projects that have been building on that chain for a while that end up winning that race um, just because the established projects also like they have a lot going on on their main chain where the majority of their business is like it's a lot harder for them to focus all of their time towards a single brand new chain. So like, I also think you end up getting like splitting the teams and like, it just becomes a lot harder to focus on, on one area. So you get limited returns, the team ends up distracted. It's, it's just a lot harder to do cross chain. So I agree with you. I think from Kronos for like my rundown, I mean, I think like really, Still gonna, um, still playing VVS. I, I really, I'm gonna stake some of that, not my full stack, but some of that um, on Crystal Finance. I'm hoping for an airdrop there, um, just because we did so well with it on Polygon. But I'm not positive that'll happen. Um, and uh, I also gonna play the Chronic Shiva as a meme. Um, I think with it being one of the first meme coins, and I, I think the dev behind it's pretty legit. Um, it was supposed to launch tonight, but that's actually launching tomorrow um, now. So I'll probably play that tomorrow. And then I think Chrome Dow is um, on the 20th. It'll be like a, the day after. So what was that's that really one? the Chrome Dow is one of the first ohm fork. Oh, you know? Chrome Dow. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. 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 So that, I'm, I'm excited for that one. That's probably the one I'm most bullish on as I sit today. Um, and there's a small farm I had my eye on as well. I, I didn't buy it or do a ton of due diligence, but it's in my notes is Meso Finance. I think that launches on Friday. Um, but keeping an eye on that one, um, and need to do a little bit more research, like not 
fully trusting in the team and stuff like that there yet. But that's kind of my rundown for Kronos of upcoming week at least. Yeah, Chrome is going to do well. Chrome now, it's going to definitely do well. Um, I talked to the dev. I, I remember you telling me that, you know, dev is legit and stuff. And so I talked to him and really cool guy. Um, you could tell he knows what he's doing. Um, and I mean, who doesn't like a freaking ohm fork, right? And especially on Kronos. Um, VVS, yeah. I A lot of people always ask me, before we switch, I'll just say this. A lot of people always ask me, hey, bro, is it too late to get into VVS or you know, especially when they're asking back when it was at its top. And I would tell them there, there's two things you can do. You can buy the token, which has a lot of sell pressure, or you can use a pair that has less volatility to farm it. And the pair that I'm speaking about is Crow ETH or Crow BTC. If you're holding both anyways, farm it. I mean, it has really good returns still. Um, and you can use Crystal to enhance your APYs. Now, I will say this, if you're going to use Crystal, make sure you're not going to just participate for a day because Crystal has a 0.1% um, withdrawal sure. fee. So, um, for example, for me, I am I parked my a lot of stable in VVS farming, but I did not put into Crystal because I know I'm just waiting for the next play, which would be, you know, Chrome, Caddy, um, and then whatever meme coin. Chronic Sheba was a good one because I, I, I remember stumbling upon it on Twitter um, and it had like 50K liquidity or something like that. So, um, you know, so yeah. So, I mean, you just park your stables, farm with whatever you're wanting and then wait for the next ape. Um, I mean, and as you can tell, Crow kind of does his own thing. I'm not going to say they, they, they de- decoupled, but I don't know. BTC is taking a shit, but Crow is pretty stable now. Um, around fifty cents. So hopefully that think, stays the case. Who knows? I think decoupled is more of a term for like the macro. That's <laughs> um, it's a term for Crow now. We we took over. But yeah, it's definitely a green day and a sea red. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, I'm I'm under the impression though. Like, I think I think ETH's gonna bounce. Um, I, I wasn't aware that there is a Bitcoin like uh, what you said devs selling or like oh, there's some big Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, Satoshi Satoshi wallets selling funds. Yeah, I mean, but I, I personally think like we're gonna bounce coming out of this. I have a few levels marked, but I mean, personally, I think tomorrow is gonna be a pretty good day. Like I, I'm I'm like had an eye on this day forever because I've been a big fan of. Like, uh, I think I did a thread on OMG when it was like $6. I actually, it might have been before that, maybe 4 or $5. Um, and it ran up to like 18 And then they just had the airdrop or snapshot for the airdrop um, on the 11th. So um, all there is a massive airdrop that happens tomorrow. It might be one of the biggest ones of all time of Boba, which is going to be their native token. Um, and it actually gets dropped, and I really feel like the network's going to take off tomorrow. So and I've been kind of eyeing token. that one. So it actually, uh, ETH is their gas token. Um, so, like, how it actually works with the L2, it's like an optimistic roll-up. It's just really built on optimism. Yeah. So, so you spend ETH, but, like, say at the end of the week when all the actual transactions are being rolled up, um, a portion of those fees are kept by the Boba network. But as, as you look at like 
Arbitrum or like uh, Optimism, those don't really have their own native token. Um, Boba is the first one that has their own token. And a portion of those e-fees are going to go back to um, the Boba holders. So you can stake Boba. Uh, I don't think there's a full model release for it now. I'm going to speculate and say it's going to look something like Sushi, where they take the fees and um, kind of do like an ex-Boba um, and, and oh, like a portion of the weekly gas fees ends up going to Boba holders. So, I mean, that's something that you've never really seen out of an L1 or an L2. Um, and one of the reasons that I'm really so bullish on it is a, like the majority of those fees are going back to the holders and it, they're forming a DAO with that. Boba so token. do you know if they're like more optimized than like uh, Arbitrum or Optimism or is it kind of just going to be the same layer with more fees? Um, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't necessarily say more optimized. I mean, they're built on top of optimism, um, but also like, I think we've seen it a thousand times that like, I mean, if we want to talk about AVAX, like you, everybody went to AVAX and ended up on Trader Joe instead of Penguin, just because um, they had their own native token. They paid out to holders. Like uh, they did single staking. Like if you're not paying fees, people don't really want to use your platform. So I would say Boba kind of opens that door to not only make a DAO out of the layer, um, but also like it opens up a lot of returns for a lot of the holders. So, um, and yeah. I will say it's probably the most diamond handed community I've seen in crypto because um, the airdrop of Boba is coming from OMG, which I mean, I think everybody's known has been a Browns for absolute ever. Um, so I mean, a lot of the people have been holding it since 2017. So, kind of, oh, go ahead, Viper. Uh, I was just going to say, it kind of sounds like what Glitch is doing with the profit sharing. So it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm excited for it. You got to squeeze in a Glitch show. <laughs> I, no, I don't, I don't have a day of a bag, but yeah, Glitch will do. I mean, hey, remember when I told you it was like 37 cents? Hop on the Glitch <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I would just add on on the boba side of things. Like, I mean, I, like I mentioned, so I, in my eyes, probably the biggest airdrop of all times happening tomorrow. I think a lot of people are overlooking that because there's stuff that's already launched on there today. Like, it's pretty easy to bridge over. Like, I think I've bridged a few times in the past couple of days, and um, there's already projects that have launched. So you know, there's nice. all this capital that's being airdropped in tomorrow. And I'm doing my best to front run a lot. The of that. snapshot so, has already occurred though on Boba, right? Correct. So it's it's an OMG snapshot. Like they took a snapshot of OMG holders. It was supported by a lot of major exchanges. Or if you were staking on their L2, um, then you're going to get airdropped the Boba token. So a lot of people have been waiting for this for a, a very long time. Um, and also a lot of people I think have held off bridging just because they know they're getting a Boba airdrop. So. Um, there's polls that are launching tomorrow that are going to have returns. Like, I mean, a long, uh, like a long swap is like, uh, probably the main decks. It's kind of trader. Oh, no, bro. Sim senpai swap is going to take over. You think so? <laughs> no, I'm just no. joking. <laughs> I, I, I was curious. I mean, I think they have cool concepts. Senpai, senpai does. I, I, have I don't know if they can pull it off. I just pulled them up on DeFi Llama. So <laughs> and senpai swap has the name. Freaking weeb. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's weird, but like 
I don't know. Like all the dexes there other than um, Olo have like just a ton of anime. Like it's just like half naked girls like all over the screen as you pull them up. That's... So <laughs> Senpai, Senpai is one of them. That's how you get the majority of crypto to use your shit. Yeah. Got a bunch of coomers will be on that chain. Yeah. Well, pulling it, it up kind of, right now. It's interesting though. I mean, like if you like for for an example though, like Senpai is trying to do some like protocol owned like liquidity where they're gonna own a lot of their own stuff, which is like kind of an own fork and and I, I think if they can pull off the model that they're preaching. Like, I'll be super impressed, but, like, they haven't really built a ton yet. Like, it's just kind of like a, a shell of a, a DEX right now. So, well, isn't that, like, the same model that Uniswap's trying to go for with the own partnership? It's like the similar DEX yeah. owned. Okay. So, they're I think probably they're just... trying to do most of it on their own, though, from, from my understanding. Yeah. So, good luck. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that's what I mean. I, I, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it, but I am way more bullish on OLO, which. Like, uh, it, it actually already has 300 million of TVL. If that says anything about it, it looks a lot like Trader Joe. So yeah. the airdrop hasn't happened yet. And it has about a, um, 300 million in TVL. They're launching a Boba ETH poll tomorrow. So I wouldn't be shocked to see tomorrow have like, uh, their actual TVL hit like half a billion dollars. And, um, they haven't even opened a poll two yet. So, if you guys like played VVS at all and were early, like there's no real APR shown. So like, oh, well, technically somewhat doesn't have a price um, because there is no OLO ETH pool or single sided staking yet. Um, but they did add some liquidity for it. I think there's about a million dollars there. Um, and I, I personally aped into it today. Like I, that's one of the plays that I haven't really gone deep in with really anybody. Um, but I am pretty bullish on it. I think it's a $300 million TVL. And earlier when I bought in, the market cap was at about 15 million. So, I mean, as you can imagine, I think that's super undervalued because they're going to be dropping a pull two here, I would think in the next three or four days too. So I, I think with VVS, we did what, five or six X after that pull two came. So something to keep an eye on. Um, many people are looking at the like fully diluted valuation which is pretty high. It's like 4 million or, or 4 billion or something like that. Um, and also when you look on kind of the Bulba Explorer, it's about uh, 63 or 64 million tokens in circulation. But if you look 60% of them are 60% of those tokens are team treasury um, or like reward incentives um, that really aren't in circulation. So circulation is much smaller than I think most people are looking at. Um, and like, because of that, I don't think it's getting a ton of credit. So I'm expecting so you, that one to do pretty well. Are you bullish, like, uh, just on the short term and kind of just like farming it and getting out, or are you kind of trying to play this more as like a, uh, midterm, long term play? I mean, that's always the, the key, right? So, I mean, if I farmed like pancake swap early on or trader Joe early on, I probably would have done extremely well, but then like, there's going to be a point where it like price skyrockets everybody apes in and then it peaks and then it's going to go through a rough patch like it happens with every dex it's about like hey is it worth holding through that i mean if you go back and help trader joe from early on or help pancake i, th I, I, was, I think on. i was mainly asking more about the chain uh oh the chain oh, yeah in general. yeah i i think yes i i'm 
I'm I'm bullish on boba like long term. Um, it's very easy to build on. I happen to know that there's like a, a lot of very good devs and uh, highly sought after projects that are working to build on there. Um, the sushi teams already mentioned like probably two and a half months ago that they were already working together. Um, when uh, when Optimism just did their upgrade to like what EVM, um, it was like the end of last month was when projects could actually start building. Like um, I, I pretty bullish on it, to be honest. I think a lot of good projects are going to start popping up or saying that they're building there, um, especially so on the DeFi, DeFi side of the house. What do you think is the future for these optimistic roll-ups with uh, zero knowledge uh, roll-ups? Um, like, that's you know, that's a, a good question. So um, I mean, I think ZK like uh, roll-ups. I mean, they definitely have their benefits where they're they're better than optimistic roll-ups. Like, I think it's one of those first movers uh, kind of advantages, though. Of it's like, hey, what's what's working now? I mean, how long have optimistic roll-ups been being worked on? I mean, like I just said, the OMG token was launched in 2017. Vitalik was preaching it and hey, this is the next best thing. And the network just launched. So uh, it could be four years. Like, I mean, you don't really know what's coming. I'm not, not going to play optimistic rollups now just because I know ZK is coming in the future. So, I mean, that's kind of like, hey, there's always the threat in the back of your mind that there could be a technology coming that you really like that could dethrone this, but it's crypto. That's kind of how these things work. So for the time being, I mean, the market cap of OMG was, I don't know, like probably 2 billion or somewhere in that range, like when they actually did the snapshot and airdrop. So it's one of the biggest ones out there. But when you look at, hey, they're going to be order, or earning a big piece of ETH fees and like distributing them to holders, that's a massive market. Um, so yeah. I, I'm personally... Yeah, no, I think you did highlight like a, an important detail there. Um, but I, like, I, I still think that maybe optimism or arbitrum could maybe airdrop a token with time, because I think there is something to be said. Like, I think these optimistic rollups are kind of lagging behind these like layer ones, like Avalanche and Solana, because they don't have a native token to use for liquidity mining incentives. So, like, if they do have uh, a token or airdrop a token, then they could use it for um, liquidity mining. But, uh, yeah, I do agree with you that Boba does ha currently have a leg up in that regard. Um, yeah, and, they, yeah, they already have a decent amount of liquidity, too. So as long as they can, can keep that trajectory up, like, they should be a force to be reckoned with i would think and i mean when you look at it i think one there's going to be a ton of people who have to go to the chain or going to the chain like if there's a few billion dollars worth of tokens that are just going to be airdropped there that's that's a big deal to begin with the tvl is already high and then like i think users are going to asking like uh some of their favorite projects to launch on l2s so i mean it's pretty crazy um when you look at um just the amount of fees that like people spend on eth like ethereum spends about or there's about 55 million dollars in fees per day like even if maybe five or ten percent of that cap ends up going towards boba 
the amount of buy pressure is pretty insane. Like I think that's more than really any other project or chain, even if they only capture 10% of Ethereum's fees. Wouldn't so, it be uh, like a uh, hundred X like, wouldn't it be only um, like 50,000 uh, in fees then? Cause like it, it would essentially make the chain a hundred X like more efficient. So wouldn't it scale down the fees then? Somewhat, yes. I mean, if, if you want actual I, figures, yeah. Figures yeah, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a math yes, guy, so don't ask me. Too. The more people who go to L2s, the more cheaper fees actually become on Ethereum. Um, so yeah, I, I think true. that's a big piece of it. So, yes. I think there's but, something to be said for layer uh, Ethereum's Layer 1 like always having its own environment and then these Layer 2s having their own separate environments on top of it. But... Um, but yeah, I think we will see a lot of the liquidity move over to these layer twos with time. Yeah. But I think I think those are some plays for me here over the next couple of days. Like I'm really focused on kind of uh OLO, like that launch um and farming. Yeah, there. I was kind of skeptical when you said Boba, but now that you highlight it, it is kind of a pretty solid play. It's very established, like um, like yeah, and I think I would bet on Senpai just because it's such a Hail Mary. Like, the risk to reward seems like, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, like 100x return pretty much. There's not like... much to bet there for the time being. Like, I, I, I believe they were doing, if you held their LP tokens um, or an LP token, that they were going to do a snapshot um, and airdrop their token. But there were some, like, hints on Twitter that they might have already done the snapshot. Um, so, like for the time being, like I'm, I'm kind of waiting on that one until I, I see more from like a token standpoint too. So, like I don't know if there's a good immediate play for that one, um, yeah. but those are the probably the two I'll bet on. Okay. Okay. Any other shit chains you're looking at? Not on my end. No, I'm mainly playing yeah. ETH. Other than that. Yeah, not really on my end. Um, we can move the ohm forks if you want. The remaining yeah, let's, let's cover these ohm forks. Um, and then we can... Anything you want to talk about in Metaverse, small cap scientists? We can skip it if not. Uh, metaverse is probably not my forte as far as like expertise. Like, um, Yeah, I... Yeah, uh, it's, it's cool. Um yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, and I think a lot of people are um, themselves. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I kind of just want to let itself figure itself out. It does piss me off that half. I mean, I think I shared the tweet with you earlier, Luke. But half these metaverse <laughs> <laughs> um, games, you know, they have like five billion backing, but they look like, you know. Like in mobile games look better. Um, it's just people rushing and uh, trying to. Some of them are cash grabs and stuff. So it's like I'm long term bullish on metaverse, but I, I see a lot of people AP into these mobile looking games. And it's just like, I really hope, you know, we raise the bar a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think we will with time. I think Parallel is a great example of. of oh, for sure. Uh, games that are raising the protocol raising the bar um i also think like uh 
I'm a little bit of an Axie show, but I think Axie is also going to be raising the bar in terms of their game coming forward. Like they're so. they're not going to stop at a one v one battling game. So um, I'm expecting more to come out of there and and like the Ronin chain, uh, the Ronin chain. Um, yeah, I think one of my big plays is like farming uh, Ron because I think the Ronin chain is going to host. Uh, it's going to be like a lot like Polygon, I think. It's going to host a lot of the short-term like DeFi stuff, like um, GameFi stuff, and like gaming, um, DApps and games. And then with time, we're going to see these better layers like Immutable X come through, come through, and then uh, eventually steal liquidity in the the users. But for now, um, like there's eight billion dollars on the chain, or eight, eight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, TVL from last time I saw and um, yeah, they have like uh, 2.3 times as many NFT buyers as Ethereum and they're growing in daily active users by, you know, every single day. So I'm really bullish on farming the Ron and chain going back to the shit chains, I guess. Yeah. I wasn't even familiar. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. Um, yeah, it's something to look into, definitely. All right, so small cap scientists, besides uh, Chrome DAO, which we know will do well, um, what other forks, I mean, what other own forks are you looking at? Because for me, for sure, on my tops are Redacted. Um, there was another one, Trident. Rome, for sure, will do well. Um, but which ones are you most particularly bullish on? He's he's gonna show Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy Snoop today. I mean, so I'm I'm a big fan of Squid. So I mean, I, I, as far as what I own, like I'll start there, like the Squid thing, and I, I will talk about Snoop really quickly. But I mean, I'm a huge fan of Squid just because when you look at Ohm itself, like a lot of what they hold is is normally stables. Like they're like very overinflated from like a like a risk value of their tr- risk free value of their treasury to their actual price, um, and I mean I'm I personally think that from here ETH is going to do a nice two to three x at least here over the next couple of months, um, particularly really the next month I think we're going to start taking off, um, but with that like I would love to get great returns on like an actual ETH investment, and that's exactly what Squid is. Um, I think the devs are very talented. I think they've come under fire a little bit because they are be, like some of the same devs from um, Cream, which doesn't always have the best uh, reputation, um, just because some of some of the exploits and stuff like that they've had in the past. But Mackie's an extremely smart guy. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to build a brand. So um, he's taken a, a really a protocol from nothing to hundreds of millions pretty quickly in the past. So. I'm making like a concentrated bet there. Um, and the same team launched Snoop. So um, I think that's more of a meme token. I do think uh, I miss Snowdog on AVAX, but like it absolutely crushed it. Like what yesterday, um, everybody was buzzing about it. And it was really a dog token that ties into the snowball ohm fork. Um, but with that, I think this is kind of a narrative that's going to take off too. Um, one of the things that I've really kind of tweeted about a few times is it's really coming into a supply crunch um they sell nfts when you buy an nft you buy it in dog um and 
like with that, every purchase that's made, it takes a huge chunk of the supply off the market. So um, just over the past, what, day and a half, I think about um, 15% of the supply is now held in the treasury. So with that, like, I think you're going to run into a supply crunch. It, it doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's like tomorrow, three days from now, five days from now, like it's going to happen. And I think as soon as we hit like absolute full bowl and like we start going parabolic, like those are the tokens that you want to be in, the ones that have extremely low floats. So that's something I keep an eye on pretty heavily. So I am bullish on both of those. Um, as far as like ones I'm looking at and uh, pretty excited about redacted. I mean, I think that was the first one you mentioned. I'm hugely bullish on that. Oh yeah. Um, one of the main reasons is like, uh, I love, uh, love CRV and CVX. Like they're two of the most undervalued projects in crypto, in my opinion, like uh, the amount of like capital that flows through them and the importance of being able to own liquidity like there's a reason that CRV wars are a thing. Like people are fighting over that liquidity. We're seeing projects that are no longer very friendly to each other. Like it was, we, we're all going to make it like what, two months ago. And now some of these projects are kind of at each other's throat, trying to like scratch and claw for liquidity. And I think the smart ones realize if you don't get a big chunk of that power of that liquidity now, then it's going to be very hard to be a startup protocol a year and a half from now and gain power over something like CRV or CVX. So the smart protocols are the ones who are going after it and trying to win some of that CRV, CVX battle. So what Redacted does is um, similar to Squid, having the treasury in ETH, they have the treasury in um, what's going to be CVX and CRV um, and similar protocols. So I think very bullish on that and i don't know if anyone's like actually looked at the crv chart but i mean that thing's been coiling for literally a full year like it is in my opinion gonna send like i think we see 20 dollars crv by the end of the year so i would not um, surprise they're also utilizing i think computer-aided governance which is cool i mean the team behind it very solid um i've reached out to a few of them and um, been talking with them for quite a while now and just just knowing how hard they work in the background just very very bullish so like you know that's by far on top of my list but yeah you know curve yeah big fan we like we like curve agreed i i think yeah i'm a huge fan of like redacted i think that's probably one of the ones i'll ape the largest um I, uh, I, I'm in squid. I just bought Snoop today. Snoop should actually go, um, like watch staking and bonds here in the next couple of days. So I'll be playing that one a little heavier. Let me ask you on that though. Do you think, I mean, uh, do you think it's a decent play to buy Snoop as soon as it's listed? Or do you think that's when you should wait for the dip? Cause I'm sure people who won the auctions would probably try to get their initials out. Um, I mean, I'd look at the squid chart. I mean, it's going to be somewhat similar, but also the same thing. Like, I think how it's different is like dog, the token that they're using Yeah, is it doesn't have a big market cap. It's like 150 million. Like we're seeing some of these forks do what, like 250, a billion. Like it, it's not like that out of the question. I mean, I think S dog at like 200 
twenty million or something like that yesterday. Um, wasn't falling that closely, like I said, I didn't, I didn't play it, but it was somewhere in that range, and that's like bigger than the entire market cap of the like dog. So, like when they launch bonds and when they launch staking, like people are going to ape into the protocol with bonds, which is once again going to take more dog off the market because it's going into the treasury forever. So that goes into the same message of if it starts to take off, there's going to be a supply crunch and more people who buy bonds, even in a bad market, it takes more and more of the supply off the market. So I'm pretty bullish on that one because it's got some good Ponzi-nomics. So I, I, I do kind of like uh, how they're creating the supply crunch there. Like that's not something you can do with ETH. Like when you're talking about squid, like yeah. there's not going to be an ETH supply crunch, like because of one project, like that's just not the case. So, when I also saw I also saw a lot of FUD saying like, oh, you know, it's common to see people freak out when they realize a team currently administering a project or, or a project or whatever make another project and they think, okay, well, let me dump this one and go to the other one. But they don't realize devs make multiple projects all the time. That's why they all stay anonymous because it avoids that kind of FUD. So like, yeah, I remember when Snowdog came out. You know, people uh, freaking out when the announcement came out. Um, there were a couple others, but um, yeah, people have to realize that a lot of protocols are also working on other protocols while maintaining, you know, like for example, this is not on Beefy, it's just an example, but Beefy, I <clears throat> don't think will be going away anytime soon. Um, solid team on that as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had. I don't know, a shit coin, um, an ohm fork, whatever. You know, they're not going to just work on beefy. Now, maybe they will, but a lot of big protocols, even though they've made it and continue to uh, enjoy the success of their project, I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on another one, which is totally fine. So let's just dispel some FUD out there. Well, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons I'm so bullish on own forks in general is when like you look for a bull market, what people want, especially like a lot of the whales is you want to be able to single stake a token. If you end up in LP with something like ETH or you end up in LP with like a stables, like you're, you're killing a lot of your upside of being an alt. So like being able to single stake a token, but still have exposure to something like ETH or something like a meme token like uh or something like crv cvx especially like that that gives you that those insane apys which um is extremely helpful but it also allows you to single stake and stay in a position so you're not limited so i mean i personally over the next month like i'm gonna stick to a lot of the own forks i think some people are getting a little bit worn out by them but it's like anything else like uh if you launch too many of them there's gonna be 10 that fail like there's some of them are trash. So you have to kind of dig through the ones that really aren't going to make it. And like uh, the ones that will actually stick around longer term. So, yeah. And also I'm probably going to butcher this, but Oracle, um, he made a really cool uh, Excel sheet that um, kind of tracks a lot of these own forks when they're launching the risk level, um, ones that have rugged, ones that have launched, one that are upcoming. Um, and so that's a great way to kind of keep them on your radar. Um, you know, it, it's very, very hard. I mean, like you said, <laughs> I won't say it's oversaturated, but there are quite a few own forks now. Um, 
So it's it, yeah. it's easy to miss when they launch when you've been uh, even when even if you were in the project or in the Discord since day one, you could still miss a launch. So um, <clears throat> things like that will help calendar a lot of these launches. Um, and let me just end off by saying, stop asking how to ma- how to make OG or whitelist. Um, and if it's as simple as boosting a server, a lot of the ohm forks that give you whitelists just for being the first hundred, well, I'll say mainly for just being a booster. I'm less bullish on those <clears throat> as compared to the ones where you have to really provide value, right? And so um, a lot of people ask me, how did you make OG? How did you make whitelist? <clears throat> well, reach out to the team. See how you can provide value. How can you help them? It's not, I mean, yeah. you adding the symbol to your name and just saying good morning once, that's not value. You know, you, you, you really want to help them in part of their success story. So reach out, you know, and you don't have to have a spe- you know, specific skill. You can help write articles. You can help educate. You can help, um, you know, advertise, whatever they need. Just reach out, find out what they need. And even if, if even if they don't have room or you know politely decline <clears throat> that doesn't mean leave the discord i mean you got to be bullish on the project itself right you don't just because if you're just going jumping in trying to get whitelist and if you don't get it you're out it shows you're not a long-term um you know user you're just there to flip the coin at launch so that's my advice to those who keep dming me i mean I like normally what I do, and this is just kind of my tip is I take notes on every single project that I research. Like I, I if I go into and look at, I don't know, like Fortress Dow or Snowball or like whatever it is that I'm doing research on, I'll take a full sheet of notes of like, hey, here's what I think like whitelist is going to be. Here's like some of the like things that stood out to me from, um, from like some of the white papers or documents if they add them at that point. And then here's like some of the key dates. So I try and keep myself somewhat organized. If like, here's what's coming down the pipe. So you don't miss stuff like that. And then you can revisit it. Like when like you're getting a little bit closer to the day that there's going to be like, Hey, this is where launch is happening. Hey, this is when light whitelist they said might go live. Like it allows you to like kind of organize and stay a little bit more ahead of the curve. Because if you look at 50 ohm forks, like 40 are going to be garbage and then the other 10 you need to juggle of like hey how do i get whitelist is it worth investing my time like i mean temple has been an absolute beast and like i i didn't have the time to sink in to do like the full like opening ritual i did end up buying a small allocation but some of those like you kind of like i juggle like hey is can i go through like i mean invictus if anybody was in that one which is a soul one that's done extremely well i was early i was early to that one but that means solving hieroglyphics for like hours. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was driving to work on the yeah. first. Gosh, probably shouldn't. Is that myself. you with the computer? Yes. What the hell? You remember that? Yes. <laughs> I was I was solving fucking uh, riddles and hieroglyphics on the freeway. And yeah. This is what we do. I was like, who is this? The gen? You just see the laptop up against the steering wheel, staring at hieroglyphics. Uh, that's actually insane that you remember that. But yeah, okay. and I didn't even know you then. I just, I, we just met. <laughs> but what I'm telling you, true DJ man, <laughs> I don't advise doing that. Um, 
but yeah, that was, Invictus did really well. Um, and uh, yeah, it, but here's another thing. I liked not only that it was the first mover advantage being the first home fork on Solana, but once again, I reached out to the team. Very solid dev. I think it was also rumored that people know the dev. Um, so like, yeah, you just have to ape with conviction. Um, do your own research. Don't just read an Excel sheet and say, oh, well, they're bullish on them. Or, oh, they trust the team. Do your own research. Reach out to their team. See how they are. See their experience. See how they treat the project. How they answer questions, etc. And then just go from there. But I, I would... I would say your best risk reward and time investment over the next month, in my opinion, is spent on ohm forks. Like the amount of like ten to hundred X's that I've seen and some are like so we're doing five, ten X off of launch, like in the first few hours. So, oh for sure. I mean, all you need is really one of them to land. That doesn't say go put your net worth into one ohm fork because it's a terrible idea. But like if you spread it out, find a good few ones that you want to concentrate on you don't have to hit them all like i end up missing some of the best ones which sucks candidly but like you have to pick and choose your battles up front and then see where you can invest the time to make sure you're getting white lists on the good ones you yeah. don't have to be in all 50 of them um but i mean i think really of the ones coming up i, I am not going to miss redacted i need to make like, making sure that i'm staying on top of that one i really like chrome on chronos um, another just quick, quick one that I, I don't know the team super well, but it popped up yesterday and I read through the white papers and it seems very legit is CyberDAO. Yeah. And that's going to be the first on Boba, uh, first one on Boba. So it's worth looking into. Good and show. I think after a day, they have like 13 or 1400 Twitter followers too. So like, once again, if you're the first one on a chain, like we're talking about Invictus, like oh, yeah. we're sci- solving hieroglyphics going seven <laughs> To get to get involved in these for a reason, and that's because they're going to do well being first on the chain. So, like, make sure you're keeping an eye on those ones. Like, don't sleep on Chrome, don't sleep on Cyber, and get on these shit chains. I will be on the freeway aping to Redacted. I can guarantee you that. No, I will be. He'll be on the highway. <laughs> don't uh, want you to that too. I was dying. I can't believe yeah, you dude. remember that. Well, it's nice to put my face behind it. I guess. Uh, it's a good place to end, though. That was actually good timing. I thought we would go way over time. Yeah. Actually, I'm just going to highlight one more thing real quick, but it's just going to be fast. Um, I was reading today that by 2024, uh, the metaverse should uh, – some analysts speculate that it's going to reach an $800 million valuation. Um, and we kind of see that they're kind of the strongest performing narratives right now on this dip. Um and like everybody kind of has their own picks as far as the you know um, the metaverse play, but I think one of the by far one of the most interesting ones out of these, um, and I I did happen to be a like in presale I guess I got in at like eighty three cents eighty six cents. Um, it's RMRK. Uh, they exist on. We talked about them uh, one other time too. Uh, they exist on Polkadot. And Kusama, uh, they're NFTs uh, that you can uh, customize and manipulate. And this week they announced a partnership or like integration with uh, Moon River. 
where essentially they were able to bring the uh, NFTs on to an EVM compatible chain um, through the forms of I IOUs. So like essentially you wouldn't own it on like Moon River, but you would own it on Polkadot. And then when you have it on Moon River, it's like an IOU. So when you change, like let's say your character's like sword or whatever, uh, your IO IOU on uh, Moon River is is no longer valid, and they issue you a new one for like your new sword uh, with your character. So uh, I was bullish on this project before because like I thought they had good tech, and I initially was going to be like exiting around like thirty dollars, like fifty dollars. So pretty much the range that it's in now. Um, with this new update, like I think it's worth a good like i think it's worth a mention and i think it's like a pretty like I, I particularly like with this partnership and update like i think it's a pretty good buy myself and i i do want to preface this and say like i do did get in really early show that um, bag boy <laughs> yeah bro i'm just shilling it away but I, honestly like i almost want to buy more now like the, after this dip like um yesterday like it went down to $28 and uh yeah over the night it went to or like this morning for me it went up to uh $37 so we see that there's pretty good balances on these uh metaverse tokens so uh definitely a pretty I think it's going to be a pretty strong narrative coming up or continuing to be a pretty strong narrative when you're looking in the metaverse tokens like like what's your normal like uh path to research or like how do you go about it i mean so like for me for DeFi, like i have my channels like I'll, i check these facts consistently i do like april clock like um i go through like like i don't know certain like farming accounts on twitter like stuff like that is like how i do research there curious on like metaverse like what your path to finding some of them has been you know for for metaverse like it's it's really kind of picking the one for myself personally it's picking and choosing the ones that i understand the best um like as far as this rmrk one it's like it has the polka dot narrative like with the poke uh and it's on kusama too so the token is cross chain um for kusama and polka dot so i think that's pretty uh bullish especially with the parachain auctions coming up and as the network ramps up and uh uh, bootstraps liquidity and users um yeah i think this is uh, like as far as like rmrk i think it's a pretty good play but um like it really comes to like picking and choosing um and i i also um like someone else said like you kind of have to see where the community goes and then bet on those i think and kind of bet more on momentum rather than trying to be like an early um rather than be like an early adopter. So like, I think I got pretty lucky on this one, um, on this play when there's like a, a few other RMR like plays that are going to do trash. So, um, as far as like the, how am I playing it right now? It's kind of like playing it off momentum more than anything I would say. Uh, and then like the infrastructure around, uh, metaverses too. So like, the GameFi and um, yeah, Metaverse, like the infrastructure, like Zillow uh, aggregators for like homes and lands and whatnot. 
that's kind of what I've been bullish on more. Stuff that I already kind of understand and I can translate over from DeFi and then just apply over into Metaverse. Um, when yeah, it comes to like what Metaverse, like I don't know. Yeah. I've tried to make NFT bets more than I have like like Metaverse projects, but I, I know I'm missing out on some games there, but I also... I struggle like I I just normally try and play to my strengths. Like if I stick to my guns and like farming and like DeFi, like those are the areas that I feel like getting like into projects pretty early on. Like that's where I end up doing better than staring at metaverse projects that I'm gonna pick the wrong one on. So I mean that's just me personally though. I mean even when I've done like NFTs, like I've I've kind of gotten shit on for this one a decent amount, but. Um, uh ledger said the same thing if anybody knows ledger from crypto twitter but um fluffs like they just like their team is a bunch of beasts like they the nft bunnies oh like i mean they've done so like so well building over the past like six months i i don't have like a huge bag of them i only have like two of them i think and i've held them pretty much since the first day but like i'm consistently impressed with their team and like they kind of have built like a metaverse type few metaverse type worlds, like of where the fluffs actually stay in their burrows. So like, I think one of the things that I kind of see them doing, like their whole uh, concepts around like building out concerts and stuff like that, where, and I see that being a, probably the first step into like an actual metaverse of like uh, people being able to go like watch an artist or like I mean fluffs can easily just based off of the volume that they have on OpenSea and like like what they're actually earning like buy a good artist and toss them into a metaverse and have them do a concert like we've seen like Fortnite and some of those like go and do like online concerts and they're massive and it gets a ton of press like yeah. stuff like that is one of the reasons I'm kind of bullish on them and I mean I also think like they're kind of more 3D and like a lot more of like what retail looks for, but I think like, I think sand, things. sand looks kind of cool too. Uh, I just yeah. started looking into that a little bit. Yeah, I like sand too. Um, but... Yeah, I I hate to kind of cut it off, cut us off, but we're we're a little bit over time, and I Fair. I do want to make sure. Uh, yeah, we kind of stick to it as much as possible. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on, uh, Small sure Cap Santos. Yeah, it was really nice meeting you, man. Thanks for yeah. coming. Yeah, dude. Sure. <laughs> dude, I know, right? Wear a helmet or something. <laughs> yeah, he had to jump on the road because he's got to jump into a project. <laughs> I'm on the freeway right now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, but yeah. Yeah, I can hear so, it. That's why I said that. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's ape in Chrome uh, this weekend. Hopefully, I'll be at home this time and uh, go from there, I guess. Nice. You have like 100 competitors now. <laughs> it's okay we'll, we will win yeah we'll snipe yeah. <laughs> we'll use you guys as exit liquidity no problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah luke is our exit liquidity. yeah i got big bags guys don't worry garland pays me well <laughs> <laughs> okay uh yeah thank yeah thanks for coming on small cap um yeah this is a pretty fun talk uh i think we dropped lots of alpha for those who were uh, in on it so uh great yeah. talk and thanks, Viper, for helping lead this. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah um, um, I've already, I've, just real quick, I've already gotten a few DMs like on, on projects or questions. Like, I, I'm normally pretty good about if you contact me on, on tele or on 
excuse me, on, on Twitter about getting back to you. If you guys have questions on the projects or like where to find them or based off of like what we talked about, please reach out and I'll do my best to get back to you in like, I don't know, next eight to 12 hours, something like that. But everyone message him right yeah. now. Everyone. <laughs> message him on multiple accounts too. <laughs> Go back, get back to you quicker. Yeah, make sure you, you... – Make sure you repeat your question a few times in case. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, no, sweet. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. No, okay. No. See yeah, you guys. Thanks, everybody, for joining.